Welcome to Tell Me What to Google. I'm Michael Kent, and this is a podcast where listeners tell me something they recently learned from the internet that they think I should learn about. It's a podcast without a category because you tell me what we're going to talk about. We got some great feedback on last week's episode about how spacemen poop and pee. Please do me a favor and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you get the chance. Again this week, I did put the video of my chat with Eric Tate up on Patreon. That full video was like 22 minutes, so we talked about a lot more than what you heard on the podcast. You can get that at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. Now, on to this week's show. This week's topic comes from Sean, and he says it'll blow my mind. Hey Michael, this is Sean from Boston, Massachusetts, and I think you need to Google Roy Sullivan. It will blow your mind, man. Enjoy. I have no idea who Roy Sullivan is. So this one is a true learning experience for me. Let's search for Roy Sullivan. 79 million results, but the overwhelming result is all, it looks like it's all about the same man. I'll read the first line of this Wikipedia entry. Roy Sullivan, known for being struck by lightning seven times. Ouch. According to the National Weather Service, lightning strikes the United States about 25 million times per year. It strikes around 300 people and it kills around 20 to 30 people every year. Interesting fact, that's about the same number of people killed by cows every year. But what's crazy, lightning strikes are still one of the leading weather-related causes of death and injury in the US. You can be struck by lightning even when the center of a thunderstorm is 25 miles away and the skies above you are clear. There are five main ways lightning strikes people, and this is actually going to be important when we talk about Mr. Sullivan here. So here are the five ways. It can strike you directly, that's one. It can strike a taller object near you, which then arcs the electricity to you, uh, like closer to the ground. It can strike the ground and then the ground sends the current to you. It can strike some object like a fence or chain or wire that can then conduct the electricity along its length to you. That's why people talking on a wired telephone used to be a huge cause of people being struck by lightning when they were indoors. And then finally, the last one, lightning can strike you via what's called a streamer. And believe it or not, this is the kind of lightning strike I've witnessed firsthand. A streamer is when you have the main lightning bolt but then there are little lightning bolts that come off of that one and you can sort of see them streaming down from the main bolt. When I was a kid growing up, my brother and I played City League Baseball and there was one night, this would have been in the early 90s, I was waiting to play in the next game, there was a game currently going on, and I was warming up, I was tossing a ball with my friend, and about 500 feet behind me, up a slight hill, were the adult softball leagues. There were two diamonds up there. The game we were waiting for was stopped because of a weather delay, and it was like it was in slow motion. I can still remember that strike of lightning coming across the sky. And as it did, every so often, there would be a shoot-off from the main bolt that would connect down to the ground. When it got to us, and it felt like it hit us directly, I was knocked off of my feet just from the sound and the scare of it, the shock of it. We thought everything was okay, you know, look around, everyone seems to be safe. But then we soon heard yelling behind us. The man that was on the pitcher's mound 
at one of those adult softball leagues up behind us was hit directly by one of these streamers of lightning. Luckily, there was an EMT present who was able to give the guy CPR until the ambulance came. And that man actually lived. He had severe health issues after that, and uh, I believe he died a few years later. Super sad story. The next morning, my friend and I rode our bikes to the scene, uh, and we looked at the mound where the strike happened. The ground there was littered with needle caps and shredded clothing, and the strangest thing has stuck with me all these years. There were four metal stakes, like giant nails, that were holding the pitcher's plate down into the ground. And all four were raised up straight out of the ground, sticking three inches above the plate. I don't know if the lightning did that or not, but I've always assumed it did. Why else would that have happened? Getting struck by lightning has always been an idiom to express the unlikelihood of something. People say, you're more likely to be struck by lightning. The CDC puts your chances of being struck by lightning at about 1 in 500,000. But with that said, there are figures all over the internet to put your chances anywhere from 1 in 500,000 to 1 in a million. There are a lot of factors that can change your chances. Males are five times more likely than females to be struck by lightning. Now this is just statistically speaking. Around 85% of lightning strike fatalities are men. And, this was surprising to me, about one-third of lightning injuries occur indoors. With that said, these numbers start to go way up when we look at people whose professions put them outdoors. And that brings us to Roy Sullivan. Human lightning rod Roy Cleveland Sullivan was born in 1912 and was a United States park ranger at the Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. He's recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as being the person struck by lightning more times than any other human in recorded history. We're going to go through his lightning strikes one by one. In April 1942, Sullivan was hiding out from a thunderstorm in a fire lookout tower in Shenandoah National Park. The tower had just recently been constructed and they hadn't yet outfitted it with a lightning rod. The tower was hit seven or eight times, and Sullivan remembered that he saw fire jumping all over the place inside the tower. So responding to this, he exited the tower, and as soon as he ran outside, he received a direct, horrible lightning strike. It burned a half-inch strip all along his right leg, hit his toe, and burned a hole in his right shoe. Four years later, in 1946, Sullivan was driving his truck in July. He was driving on a mountain road, and lightning struck a tree outside of the truck, which then jumped through his window to his body. Get this, the strike knocked him out, singed off his eyebrows, and caught his hair on fire. The truck stopped just before rolling over the edge of a cliff. And as horrible as that sounds, Sullivan always described his first lightning strike, the one in 1942, as the worst of all of them. The lightning didn't only strike the guy while at work. The third time he was struck by lightning was in 1970. He was in his front yard at home. Lightning struck a nearby power station and jumped to him. It hit his left shoulder and left a searing mark on it. 
Now the fourth time this guy was struck by lightning, he started to think maybe something was up. It took until the fourth time for him to start thinking there might be a pattern to all this. That was the first time he would call himself a coronaphobe or someone with an irrational fear of lightning. I don't know about you, but I think I would have gotten pretty mad around the second time and started asking some uh, pretty existential questions. And also this coronaphobe term, it refers to someone with an irrational fear of lightning. By the time you've been struck four times, I don't think we can call that irrational. The fourth time was in 1972. Sullivan was back up in a ranger station in the park when he was struck this time. Again, his hair was set on fire. So he used his coat to try to put out the flames on his head. He ran to the bathroom, he tried to put his head under the sink, but it didn't fit under the sink. So he used wet towels to put out the fire on his head. By now, he had started acquiring for the very first time in his life a fear of death. He started doing some strange things, like when he was driving his truck and it was storming, he would pull over and lay down flat on the floor of his truck until the storm passed. He started carrying a can of water with him everywhere he went, because he started believing that even if he was in a crowd of people, he would still be struck by lightning. It's a good thing he had that can of water, because the very next year, he had to use it. He was on patrol in the park, and he drove away from what he saw as a storm cloud that was forming. But the cloud appeared to follow him. He finally thought it had dissipated, and he got out of his truck, and then struck again. This time, he claimed he actually saw the bolt of lightning that struck him. It went down his left arm and leg, it knocked off his shoe, it crossed over to his right leg below the knee. Once again, head caught on fire. He used the water he carried to put it out. The sixth time he was struck by lightning was in 1976. This time, again, he tried to outrun a storm cloud, but was struck as the cloud seemed to follow him. This time he only injured his ankle. Oh, and uh, his hair caught on fire. The final time was on June 25, 1977. Roy Sullivan was freshwater fishing. Lightning came down from the sky, struck his head, and of course, you knew this was coming, lit his hair on fire. It also traveled down and burned his chest and stomach. But to add insult to injury, and this is crazy, a bear showed up and stole the fish from his line. He took a branch, hit the bear with the branch, and he was able to keep his fish. He later said that he had hit bears with branches 22 times in his career. So, 22 bear encounters, 7 lightning strikes at this point. So, my first thought was that this guy is obviously full of baloney. But these strikes were all documented by Shenandoah National Park Superintendent R. Taylor Hoskins. And the 1 in 500,000 number doesn't really hold true for Sullivan because he was in a bunch of high-risk demographics for lightning strikes. Male, between 20 and 40, in Virginia, which happened to have a lot of lightning strikes, and he primarily worked outdoors. So we have seen seven documented strikes of him, although later in life, Sullivan claimed eight strikes because he said that he was struck once as a child when he was playing outdoors. Obviously, this can't be documented. There's a quote by Lee Iacocca that says, The affections are like lightning. You cannot tell where they will strike till they have fallen. And while many lightning strikes fell on Roy Sullivan, the story goes 
that it was the unreturned love of a woman that did him in. The rumor is that Roy was just absolutely struck by love for a woman who did not love him back. And this pain, being worse than the pain of seven lightning strikes, drove him to shoot himself, and he died on September 28, 1983. I want to make sure all my listeners stay safe from lightning strikes, so quickly, I've decided to relate to you what the National Weather Service tells us about staying safe in lightning. One, nowhere outside is considered safe in a lightning storm. Two, if you can hear thunder, that means that lightning is close enough to strike you. Three, if you move to shelter from lightning, choose a building that is substantial with electricity or plumbing. If there's no building nearby, second best is a metal-topped vehicle with the windows up. Four, after the last clap of thunder, continue to shelter for 30 minutes. Five, when you're indoors, stay off of corded phones during a lightning storm. So in other words, stay out of the 1990s. Twelve, avoid plumbing, including sinks, baths, and faucets. So you want a house that has plumbing metal infrastructure, but stay away from it inside the house. Thirty-two, stay away from windows, doors, and porches. And finally, B, don't lie on concrete floors and don't lean against concrete walls. I assume maybe that's because of the rebar steel interior. So we said earlier that around 20 of us die every year from lightning strikes. Looking at current statistics, 12 people have been killed by lightning this year. So don't be one of the final eight. It's time for the part of the podcast where I call a friend and see if they already know what we've just learned. Today we're going to call Eric Dittleman. Eric's an amazing mind reader that you may have seen on TV, and he's a co-writer on my weekly live stream show, Joke Story Trick. Hello? Hey, dude. What are you up hey. to today? Michael, good to hear you. Good to see you, man. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm uh, in the middle of a uh, virtual conference season. So I'm just, uh, you know, sitting in front of my computer and in meetings all day long. That's, that's cleaner than normal conferences where, like, I feel like when I go to a normal conference, I have to wash my hands every hour because I just, <laughs> they, they're not, but they always feel like they're black. Like my hands are just black, but I can't imagine uh, doing it these days if it were in person. So well, we're all washing our hands anyway a lot. It is a <laughs> pandemic. I'm really curious because uh, I've known you a while and I know that you love trivia. I and do. This is a perfect trivia question. I'm just hoping it's not about poop again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about poop. I promise. Okay. We've had two of the first five episodes have been about poop. No. Okay. I'll just, here's the question. So if you don't already know about this, this is something that's like you're going to stick in your pocket and have in your arsenal. In the 1970s and 1980s, there was a park ranger in the Shenandoah National Park in Virginia that made it into the Guinness Book of World Records. How did he earn his spot? Wow. Okay, so it's a park ranger, 70s and 80s, you said. Yes. Um, it's related to his job, I'm assuming. Is it something about like wilderness and survival? That's like the first thing that go, comes to mind for me. In a way, uh, and, and that definitely enters into this story, um, but it does have to do with his job. Okay. So I'm going to say he got lost in the woods for a long time. <laughs> he, th no, that would be amazing. He'd, he's like the world's best survi accidental survivor man. Yeah, like he's like a Boy <laughs> Scout and he like uses the order of the arrow skills he learned. And <laughs> so this episode today is about a guy named Roy Sullivan. Have you ever heard of I know who name? Roy Sullivan is. There you go. So this okay, is Roy so Sullivan. I didn't know he was a park so ranger. <laughs> So tell us about Roy Sullivan. Uh, I know this very well because uh, uh, who should have been your guest probably for today is my good friend Harrison Greenbaum is a comedian who has a whole bit 
about, I, uh, I think he calls him Lightning Roy. Yeah. This, is, this is awesome. I didn't know Harrison has a bit about this. Yeah, but, it's no, really good. <laughs> so he was, a, he was a park ranger in Shenandoah National Park, and he was struck by lightning, recorded on, on record seven different times in his life. This is a, this is a science question, this next one. Sure. How far away from a storm can you be and still be struck by lightning? Well, I'm bad at estimating. This is a we know, we know you're bad at estimating. Yeah, I should have known better at this question. Are we talking from like the eye of the storm or like? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just like I, the I, edge of the storm. Let's let's say the storm is like a pinpoint storm. Okay. Just for the sake of making this an a easier question, let's say there's like the storm is as wide as one person's house. Okay, I'm going to say it's going to feel like it's longer or further away than I would expect. So I'm going to say maybe a mile. That's so this this is a really good example of how bad you are at estimating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh you are right that it is longer than what you would expect. However, what you expect is really low. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah. You can be 25 miles away from a storm and still be struck by lightning from that storm. No way. 25 miles. So the, the rule of thumb, I guess, is that if you can hear the thunder, you can be struck by the lightning. Oh, okay. Because usually you count, like, uh, growing up between the thunder and the lightning flashes to tell how far away. What is that rule thunder? of thumb? I always heard that, but I never know what's, what's right. Like, I guess it's, is it like... If it's I thought it was a mile uh, a, a, a mile a second. second. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, I don't. I guess you could do the math on that on like what how sound how fast sound travels and and whatnot. Right. Absolutely. Now, do you think he was ever struck by the supervillain Electro from Spider Man? That, that he's been. following him. That, that might be a one of his undocumented strikes. <laughs> or the uh, electric supervillain from Darkwing Duck, also named Electro. Ooh, that's some good trivia right there. They Same really, powers, essentially. This is um, another question here. What is the term for someone who is irrationally afraid of lightning? Oh, irrationally afraid. What, is, the, is it different than being rationally afraid? I, I don't know. I don't know that answer. <laughs> it's a Greek, literally the Greek lightning. The Greek word of lightning also means thunderbolt. So is it Zeus related? Something like Zeusophobia? Uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> the word is Kuranophobia, um, and the Greek word is Kuranos. Oh, okay. Um, so Kuranophobia. It's K E R A U N O phobia. So you know, he has this phobia. I'm guessing is voice. He over didn't it, until he... his fourth strike. Oh, okay. How so many strikes? The first it three, he's like, "All right, uh, this is a uh, my this patience is getting thin happened. with you, Mother Nature." <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one fact I know about Roy Sullivan is like the first time he got struck, it like hit his knee and like went out his toe or something like that. Yeah. So like, yeah, burned a hole in his shoe. Just just feels like you can sense that like down your shin bone and everything like that, and I can't I imagine. It, yeah. 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 Then again, I've got arthritis, so that just might be my arthritis. It's rainy today. True or false? Question. Okay. And this one, you know, should be a slam dunk, I guess. Lightning never strikes the same place twice. That is false. Yeah, there's no reasoning for that, that right? That's the myth, yeah. That's the myth. Uh, I mean, and, just look at the Empire State Building or uh, the Eiffel Tower or whatever. <laughs> just yeah. Get all the time. Well, that's us clearly taunting God. I mean, that's us clearly <laughs> saying, strike this. 
if you're going to strike something, we're going to interfere with your domain and strike and strike this. And so, put a large metal rod sticking high into the sky. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> now, what uh, is it still okay to fly my kite with a key attached? Yeah, that's fine uh, because okay. that's under the guise of experiments. Sure. That's, my dad used to have this joke when we'd go golfing uh, that uh, if you're in a lightning storm, just hold up your one iron because even God can't hit a one. Uh, <laughs> that, was old, that was the old joke. Classic. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that, uh, you know, people know this story. Someone sent me the story. Uh, Sean Mullins in Boston. I don't know if you know Sean. Yeah, yeah. So Sean sent me the story and said, you got to hear about Roy Sullivan. So, uh, so we he's like at- a folk legend now, I guess. Like he's like a, a, a wild bill, you know? <laughs> yeah. He, you All know, and- <laughs> so that is Roy Sullivan. So this is a guy you already knew, but I guess what we've added, Eric, is now, you know, he was a park ranger. So if anyone ever gives you the, the trivia question, Shenandoah national park in Virginia, what did the guy do to get into the Guinness? You know, to connect it with your existing knowledge of Roy Sullivan. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me the name and I knew right away. That's Light awesome. Roy. That you know it. You know, I bet a, a very small percentage of people know it, know it by the name. So mm-hmm. kudos to you. I, I thought you might know it because of your, your trivia knowledge. So thanks for coming on the show, man. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at my uh, website, ericdittleman.com. That's D-I-T-T-E-L-M-A-N. Although I bought multiple domains. So try spelling in different ways. See if you get there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and also, uh, I have a new podcast with uh, my co-host and a, a winner of America's Got Talent, uh, magician Matt Franco. He's got his own Vegas show. Uh, we do. We just chat. You've been a guest on it. In I fact, was the first guest on it, wasn't I? First and currently only guest, nice. uh, but uh, by the time this comes out, but you can check out our podcast, Mind Over Magic, wherever you're listening to this right now. Best of luck, man, and, and I wish you continued success, and I hope to see you soon. Eric's yeah. also a writer on my weekly show, Joke Story Trick, so um, if you so if you don't story, laugh at the jokes, there weren't mine. I have to tell you, my wife just watched this week's Stupid News, and she yeah. laughed the hardest at your joke. It was the one, the baseball one. Okay. baseball joke she laughed the hardest at that one out of all of them so i told her it was yours so um thanks eric we appreciate you joining man and uh and have a good week well that's all for this week hey please do me a favor leave me a review of the podcast on itunes with a little bit of verbiage here's a fun challenge see if you can work a pun about lightning into your review plus writing a few words helps a ton to allow other people to listen and to allow other people to tell me what to google see you next week Tell Me What to Google is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Reed Mathis, and additional music this week came from William Rosati and Unicorn Heads. You can listen to past episodes by searching for Tell Me What to Google wherever you get your podcasts. And you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Michael Kent.